And we welcome you to the Wednesday morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. And we're doing something a little bit different and interesting today. We're going to be talking with uh, Jocelyn Fish, and that in and of itself is not exactly unremarkable because she's been a guest any number of times to talk about the Racine Theater Guild in her capacity as development director. But today, Jocelyn is joining us not to talk about the Racine Theater Guild, but rather to talk about a really interesting, nearly unique experience that she had roughly a week ago when she was one of the participants in President Joe Biden's first town hall as president. And of course, that event took place physically in Milwaukee. And Jocelyn played a role in that event. And uh, I know a little bit about the ins and outs of how that happened, but we're going to uh, uh, learn more about that uh, through the course of this conversation today. So Jocelyn Fish, we welcome you back to the morning show. Hello, Greg. Thanks for agreeing uh, to do this. So take us back to the outset of this uh, whole experience. I would I would assume at some point you learned about uh, President Biden's uh, town hall meeting that was going to be taking place in Milwaukee. And I assume you came across some kind of opportunity uh, for citizens to be part of it. Tell us uh, how this opportunity presented itself to you. Sure, that's almost actually exactly what happened. Um, uh, the news broke, I think, about two weeks ago now at this point, that uh, CNN was going to be hosting a town hall with President Biden in Milwaukee. And I had actually seen uh, the Theater Guild had been rented several years ago for a Paul Ryan town hall that was also hosted by CNN. And I had seen how people um, actually got to participate in that because I actually didn't know. You know, I thought they just like called up random people and or, you know, had a list of people that they thought would be good participants and ask them to join. Well, actually, you, um, as a citizen, if you do some Google searching, <laughs> you can find uh, typically a form or a document or something like that to fill out and submit an application. So I did that. I did a quick Google search just to see if I could find it. I did. Um, so they asked, you know, who I was, what I did, uh, who I voted for, if I was Republican, Democrat, Independent, um, and then I got to submit three questions. Um, and so that was actually the hardest part of the of the application process because you know there's there's so many questions that you could ask um, in that moment, especially him only being a month into office. Um, and there's a lot uh, happening in our country right now that's uh, a lot of people have questions on. So I submitted my three questions. I thought, oh, I'm not going to hear anything. And then all of a sudden, the Sunday night before the CNN town hall, I got a phone call <laughs> saying, hey, we've selected you. We'd like you to ask this question that you submitted. Uh, you cannot uh, talk to the media or put it on social media or anything like that prior to, um, mostly so that the, the president doesn't know what's going to be asked of him that night. You know, it is a call. They want it to be a good discussion. Um, so I went in on Tuesday and... Uh, <laughs> and there I was. Uh, wow. all of a sudden. Before we talk about Tuesday night, uh, take us inside that moment where you are pondering what questions potentially to ask President Joe Biden. Uh, I, I hadn't really stopped to think about it, but it is sort of an intriguing and almost kind of awkward situation to find yourself when it is so soon uh, in uh, a, a given president's term. Uh so what kinds of things did you think about or what was that process like besides being, as you just uh, said, uh, pretty difficult? Yeah, um, 
that was really interesting to kind of think about. And, you know, I, in the scheme of things, the question I ended up asking was much more than about myself. And I, that was one thing I tried to keep in mind as I was trying to think of questions, you know, it's not only about, it wasn't about just what I was thinking about. I, I was trying to think of, you know, things that a lot of people had interest in. So the questions I actually ended up submitting um, ended up being kind of related to me, but also uh, very kind of a broader spectrum. So one of them was actually based around arts funding um, and COVID relief arts funding, which makes sense because, you know, I work for the Racine Theater Guild and that has been something um, from the federal government up until about a month or two ago, there was not much arts funding going out. And there's a lot of organizations that are still shut down um, due to, to the pandemic and will continue to be shut down. So that is a concerning factor for a lot of people. Um, another question I, I submitted, um, I'm a very, very, very big proponent of voting. I have uh, voted in almost every election since I turned 18. And um, so my other question was actually on voter suppression and how we might be able to overcome voter suppression, especially after such a um, contested election on <laughs> different sides of it. Um, and then of course, my third question, which I ended up asking was based around the idea of uh, student loans um, because that is such a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial who went to college, you know, graduated, I'm paying my loans, but I see the the way that student loans have impacted so many friends and especially looking at the pandemic and how it's impacted them and what it will do after that too. Um, and it's a really big point right now, um, even before Tuesday's discussion where it re-exploded, re <laughs> um, the really big point of um, student loan forgiveness has started to kind of bubble up. Um, and I think it's a it's a good time to talk about it because a lot of people are looking for that relief. So yeah. we're talking with Jocelyn Fish, who's a development director for the Racine Theater Guild. But today we're talking about her participation in President Joe Biden's town hall meeting uh, in Milwaukee uh, just over a week ago on Tuesday evening, February 16th. So you've already touched on the fact that you submitted these three potential questions. You heard back from them and uh, we're going to, in fact, be one of the people uh, posing questions uh, to President Biden. And I can't remember when you were told that you do get to participate. Were you told which question was going to be yours to pose? Yes, I was. And I actually had to verify as well that it was I submitted that question, that I wrote it and I submitted it, which I think is a way of them um, trying to you know, make sure that there's not outside parties influencing mm -hmm. you or things like that. So I had to verify both when I got selected and then when I actually got there in person, I had to sign a sheet verifying that I was the one that wrote and submitted the question. So wow. kind of what, kind, what kind of a gauntlet was it just to get in the building and, and be seated? That was really cool. You know, so the way that they posed that I was attending, they said, here's this question, you may have a chance to ask it. So really in that phrasing, I was thought, I, oh, I'm probably not gonna ask it, but being in the room, with Joe, President Biden and Anderson Cooper was hosting that night. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity. Um, so, you know, we had our special parking area. There were protesters, of course, outside. They had part of the block of the Paps Theater group blocked off. You know, it's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> he's, he's run the country, he's gotta be protected. You know, we went through our security. Everyone was wearing, there were about 50 to 75 people in attendance probably total between us um, in the audience and then the crew members and things like that. Uh, we were all handed N95 masks 
and uh, sat socially distant seating. So once you arrived, they had your seat set up for you and you got to go uh, sit there and, and get a physical copy of your question, which was really nice because obviously I probably would not have been able to remember it. Hmm. And they kind of prompted you of, here's this X that you'll stand on when it is your time to ask a question. And, um, and then we were ready to begin and off and running. <laughs> Wow. So how was it then at that point in the town hall that it became your turn to ask a question? I mean, how was that conveyed to you? So uh, most of the cameras obviously were facing up towards uh, President Biden. I was actually sitting in the front row. So he and I, I think I became a point of reference for him. I felt like we made a lot of eye contact. Um, and so suddenly I had a tap on my shoulder and that was your signal to go stand in the spot. And uh you know, I was nervous, excited leading up to it. You know what you're going to ask. You have the question, <laughs> but, you know, you're on TV with literally millions of people watching them. You get to talk to the head of the country um, and uh, hopefully have an open discussion. You know, hopefully he says something that it, it piques your interest and really does answer your question. Um, so once I was standing at that X spot, I just, that's where I tried to breathe a couple times. <laughs> And just get ready to ask a question, to have a conversation. And and then I, I did get to ask. So that was uh, really quite something. And, uh, you know, asking the direct question was something to the tune, if I remember correctly, um, of uh, student loans are crushing my family, friends, and fellow Americans. Uh, how can we live out the American dream when the only option for going to college is student loan debt? Your administration has proposed uh, $10,000 forgiveness, but we need $50,000 forgiveness. What will you do to make that happen? And he had a very direct answer right in his pocket, <laughs> ready to go. And his first sentence out was, I will not make that happen, which was uh, quite something uh, to, to hear. I, it, you know, he, he had his uh, backup reasoning and things, but um, I think that that very direct response and the way that uh, the student loans have started to be talked about and forgiveness has started to be talked about, it really ended up sparking. That was the that was the question you saw on the news for the next like two or three days, which was uh, a little surprising. Right. Yeah. I, I should think uh, that your reaction to his answer, I'm guessing, but please correct me if I'm wrong, would be kind of an interesting mix of disappointment that uh, that he doesn't quite see this issue the way you do, mm -hmm. maybe coupled with admiration for the fact that he was as frank as he was. Because of course, what we're used to, and I don't just mean from his <laughs> predecessor, but just in general from politicians, we're used to a lot of tap dancing and spin and, and not speaking <laughs> clearly mm -hmm. uh, and without apology, uh, a, a position that's not gonna be popular with some people. Um, so I, I don't know, did you have that kind of mixed reaction to his answer? That's almost exactly what I felt. Um, you know, just to have uh, an administration that is open to having conversations uh, and open to having town halls with public people asking questions was um, really astounding and almost almost a culture shock in a way. Um, you know, some of the questions prior to me, there was a, a mom and her young eight-year-old daughter who got to ask a question together and he directly talked to the eight-year-old daughter you know, another mom who's trying to get a vaccine for her son and he wanted to get her contact info to try and help her. So, you know, it was really, there was a lot of human side to the whole evening. And then when it came time to my question and, and yes, he did answer in such a direct manner. Um, 
it was really uh, quite surprising. Uh, but but I do think that that helped spur the conversation forward because again, it was I I can't tell you the number of people that reached out to me and said I saw you on Lester Holt last night. I saw you on MSNBC. I saw my friend <laughs> teaches in Japan and her students asked me about this question that you asked and it just. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy. I think that his really direct response um, really kind of woke some people up. Um, and you can't just expect people to do what you hope they will do um, when they're in public office. I think a lot of people now have actually contacted the representatives and their senators and things. So I really didn't know that I was going to uh, spark so much. <laughs> that's, that's well, first of all, I, it, from the sounds of it, you you framed the question very, very well. And I say that as someone who asks questions for a living, um, but also the fact that the directness of his answer mm -hmm. uh, was so much more of a spark than a highly kind of equivocating answer that didn't really say anything that wouldn't really spark anything. And so the clarity of your question, the clarity of his answer, uh, that's when you get a spark. And mm -hmm. so uh, it is exciting to see, you know, whatever people think about this particular issue, it's it's exciting to see. Uh, a discussion of an important issue uh, ignited like that. Uh, what was it like to sit there for the rest of the time? Was your heart beating or were you just uh, cool as a cucumber from that point on once your moment in the spotlight was over? Yeah, so I actually ended up being the last question of the evening. Oh, I'd forgotten um, that. I'd forgotten yeah, that. Yeah, so that was really uh, interesting to end on, on that note. And then it was, uh, he and Anderson got to kind of banter a little bit about what it was like living in the White House. So it was kind of like a nice, uh, casual ends the evening almost. So they actually ended up filming. He did stay on stage for a very brief moment. You know, obviously you can go shake his hand or anything because of COVID precautions. He did end up getting that mother's contact info so he could contact her and all that. Um, it really did not hit me what had just happened until I got in the car and I was driving home and I actually called my parents um, and I said, did you see it? And my mom, and they're like, everyone's reaching out. Everyone's <laughs> I had, I can't tell you how many notifications I had on my phone. Um, I've heard from people I haven't heard from in years. Uh, just, so yeah, I think uh, it, not, it, things that I, I think I really just, I said on the way home as I was driving over the home bridge, which was lit up red, white, and blue. Um, yeah. for his day, I was like, I can't believe that just happened. That just happened. That, wow. that happened. <laughs> I don't remember if you said this earlier, but just how thick was the veil of secrecy uh, ahead of Tuesday night's event? I mean, I know you said you were absolutely forbidden from making any mention of this whatsoever on social media and so on. Mm -hmm. I mean, what else were you forbidden from doing in terms of telling anybody about this? Mostly just uh, it's very specifically, it said uh, social media and talking to the media was the two things. I, I personally just wanted to, I think more to not psych myself out too much, uh, keep it kind of close to me. Um, so like uh, my my boss knew here and then my family, my immediate family knew. That was pretty much it. Um, also, you know, I didn't want to like hype it up. And then uh, all of a sudden I didn't get to ask the question. You know, I'd say, oh, I'm going to be on TV. Right, exactly. <laughs> Good point. And it's interesting to think, I mean, I have no idea how these things work, but because you were the last question, it's mm -hmm. also possible that if things had not unfolded as they did time-wise, maybe you would have been, uh, in a sense, the first one not to actually get right. to ask a question. So right. it was maybe a close call that you got to pose your question and 
course, yeah. all of us who know you are really glad that you did. A last question. Um, mm -hmm. You've already mentioned the fact that a similar sort of town hall occurred at the Racine Theater Guild. Mm -hmm. And so you were privy to a lot of those preparations. You kind of knew, in a sense, what was going to unfold. Did this have any significant surprises for you, given the fact that you have actually seen one of these, in a sense, from backstage before? Yeah. Um, I think more, you know, obviously, this is the first um, thing I've attended with more than, besides going to the grocery store, <laughs> more than like 20 people at it um, mm. in a very long time. So that was really intriguing. And just to sit in the theater, first of all, mm. um, this time was really interesting. Uh, this was a there was a whole different feeling of of significance with this because again it is it's the president you know he has it, there's such a pull in that term right uh, not the speaker of the house although that's yeah. an important office too but <laughs> right. that's not the same as the president right. and uh you know just knowing a lot of people had a lot of expectations about uh, about this administration they have a lot set that they want changed um with this administration um and so you know, especially talking about student loan forgiveness, most people most people agree that student loan forgiveness should happen. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into that question, from access to education to the cost of education in general. But you know, in asking that question in that venue was really interesting, especially when there are so many other issues. There were questions asked about COVID, questions about small business support, questions about um, racial equality. Uh, you know, there's just, there's so many hot topics right now um, that I feel like uh, are, we're just at, we want answers now. And I think that's one of the big differences compared to the previous town hall um, that I had experienced is that there's a lot set in motion, like this is the time to get things rolling. Um, so that was just really cool. They also, uh, you know, there was all the crew there. They had all their cameras, their lights. That's the thing that I can never get over is how they transform a theater with all the set stuff. Uh, and then we did have a commercial break at one point and about 15 to 20 reporters come like walking real quickly down the aisle and take photos and then they have to leave again. So that was just really intriguing too, like a, like a, a drive-by uh, photography um, <laughs> in the middle of the whole evening. But yeah, it was it, it was a, just a really cool thing to be a part of, and and obviously, the uh, the lasting impression from again my question has been uh, been quite something to watch unfold um, over the last week. Well, I'm I'm so glad that you uh, took some time to kind of tell us the story firsthand. Jocelyn <laughs> Fish, development director at the Racine Theater Guild, but for our purposes today, a participant in President Joe Biden's first town hall meeting, which occurred last week, February 16th in Milwaukee. Jocelyn, thank you so much. You really were a great storyteller today. And uh, we thank you for uh, posing an important question to the president. And uh, we, we thank you for your part in sparking a really important uh, conversation. And thanks for being part of the morning show today. Thanks, Greg.